Hey friends, Hannah here with the Practically Well podcast, where I will be bringing you amazing holistic guests to educate, inspire, and empower you to live your healthiest, fullest life in a practical way. As an acupuncturist and coach, I believe that the mind and body are deeply connected and that when we can tap into these natural reservoirs within ourselves and heal, anything is possible. So it is my goal to bring you a variety of transformative topics and practices to the table in a simple, digestible way so that you can break down old barriers, seek out new holistic methods, and up-level your mindset and life so that you can get wherever you want to go. It is all in your hands, and I'm here to be your guide. So let's get started. and welcome to another beautiful day on the Practically Well podcast. So whenever I'm thinking about what I want to chat with you guys about on my solo episode time or even with guests, I think about what sorts of themes and topics are coming up in my day-to-day work with patients and what I'm navigating in my own life. And one thing that comes up quite frequently is stuff around habit change and our emotions around that. So I want to dive into this a little deeper with you all today. So we're wrapping up January. How the hell did that happen? And at the end of the first month of a new year, we often look back and kind of assess how we did that first month, you know, how our goals are doing. And if we're sticking with those, you know, lofty health and fitness goals we set out for ourselves or whatever it is you're planning. And at this point, and even in the next several months to follow, it can be common for there to be peaks and valleys with our habits and routines. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard clients or just people I know say things like, well, I fell off the wagon again. It's going to be such a pain to start back up again, or I can't believe I keep doing this and I can't keep up with this. I'm so mad at myself or this is so hard, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this or, oh, I messed up. Now I have to start all over again. All my progress is lost. And phrases like these are not your friends, my loves. (laughs) And I'm going to not only tell you why they're not your friends, but I'm also going to give you a few perspective shifts to help create more ease in this area. So here's kind of the arc of habit change that many of us are in, whether it's a new year or just some other time in life. So step one, we set a goal to establish a new habit or even several new habits. We're excited. We're pumped. We have that surge of adrenaline thinking about how amazingly, fantastically perfect our lives are going to be once we've achieved that goal. Our whole identity is going to be shifted and we're going to be living the life of our dreams. It's going to be great. Step two, we start implementing and practicing this new habit or lifestyle shift. And for the first few days or weeks, we're doing it. We're running on our honeymoon phase surge and we're feeling great. Step three, life shows up in some way. (laughs) Maybe we had a stressful day or we didn't get a good night's sleep or something happened with work or our family, but in one way or another, something makes it more challenging than usual 
to, you know, hit all the marks for this new habit, quote unquote, perfectly. And so we don't get that thing done maybe for a day or maybe for a few days. Step four, we feel like we've fallen off the wagon or failed in some way because we didn't stick with it for that day or that series of days. So this right here, step four, is the crucial moment. And there are two key components for transforming step four. Number one, how we're designing and structuring our habit change. And number two, how we're reacting and feeling about said path or structure and what emotion we're assigning to it. So let's start with the structure piece. When we're designing new habits, we absolutely need to challenge ourselves, right? Otherwise we're just staying stagnant, but we also need to be realistic and leave room for flexibility and the natural flow of life. So what do I mean by this? Well, let's take, let's take exercise as an example. You know, you may have a goal to work out in some way four days a week. That's a great goal, but here's the thing. Some weeks it's going to be three days or maybe even two. Some weeks it's going to be five days or even six. And some weeks it's going to be that four days, but you know, some days and weeks, you're going to feel super energized and motivated and ready and you're crushing it. And other weeks you may have a sick child at home or a weekend trip planned that maybe doesn't allow as much space for exercise as you'd normally have, or maybe you have a big work deadline and you really need to focus on that for a couple of days. So when setting these goals for ourselves, we have to have to take into consideration and be okay with being a little flexible. And a wise mentor once said to me, be steadfast about your goals, but flexible about how you get there. Nothing truer ever said. So how do we do this without feeling like we've fallen off the wagon? Instead of thinking that all our progress is lost or that it's going to be hard to begin again, we simply tell ourselves that we're pressing pause. So for example, if your goal is around cleaner eating, let's say, and you're going to a bachelorette weekend where there will no doubt be a plethora of Chick-fil-A and pizza and wine, you can tell yourself intentionally that you are pressing pause for the weekend. You're going to go enjoy yourself immensely and soak in every cheesy marinara filled moment. And then on Monday, you're going to get home and you're simply going to press start again and continue on with whatever your goal is. So do you see the difference here? You know, instead of feeling like you've fallen and you can't get up, you're simply flowing from one experience to another. Pressing pause for a special event or an unexpected circumstance and then pressing play again when you're ready to simply get back to it. There's more space and ease this way. And it makes it easier to pick up where you left off because having some pizza one weekend does not mean that all progress is lost. It doesn't mean that you're starting over again. It simply means that you had some pizza and you enjoyed the hell out of it. And now you're going to continue on with your journey. So that's the structure piece of things. 
So now let's move on to the emotional side of things. This is where it gets even juicier. (laughs) So when we're setting these goals for ourselves, whatever they may be, we're always creating emotional attachment to it because as humans, any choice we make is because of how we think it will make us feel. So, you know, we work out for the endorphins and because of how we want to feel when we look in the mirror and how we want to feel internally strong and healthy and able to move. We eat healthy foods because they make us feel energized and clear-minded and help us maintain a healthy weight, which makes us feel good. We eat junk food sometimes because we're looking for comfort or because we know it's going to taste so good and make us feel good in that way. You know, we meet crazy work deadlines because of how much we're getting paid and how that financial comfort will make us feel secure. We choose a partner in life because of how we feel when we're around them and how we envision our future together will make us feel. So, you know, as much as we, we want to be these analytical beings who make these sound decisions based on all these facts and figures, and, and that certainly is, is part of it. We're also emotional beings who weave our feelings into absolutely everything. So why is this important? Because when we can observe the emotional attachments we have around our goals, we can see if they're working for us or against us, and then we can create the shifts needed. So have you ever felt anxious about something in life and then felt upset or anxious about being anxious? That initial anxiety is just phenomena present in our bodies, right? You know, it's sweaty palms, rapid heart rate, feeling kind of oogie in your stomach, whatever it is, it's phenomena and it will pass in time, but oftentimes it gets worse because we're upset that we're anxious and we pass judgments on ourselves for being anxious in the first place. And we get into that should spiral and it ends up getting dragged out so much longer than is necessary. Right. And so this is what I mean when I say emotional attachment to any sort of phenomena or event, and it's absolutely applicable and a thing that happens when it comes to our goals. You know, if we take a weekend off or something comes up and we need to shift our workout to a different time of day or maybe a different day altogether, that occurrence, whatever that is, is a neutral event. It's not good or bad. It's neutral. But when it becomes something other than neutral is when we assign emotional meaning to it. So if your alarm didn't go off one morning, so you weren't able to get that morning workout in you have two options. Number one, you make it mean that you fucked up and it's going to be hard to get a workout in later. So the day is going to be hard and tomorrow it's going to be hard to get motivated because today didn't happen. And now maybe you're just going to have to start all over and maybe you should just throw in the towel and not do morning workouts. Or maybe your alarm clock just needs to be reset and you'll simply choose to work out another day or time instead. (laughs) So this is a small example, and it sounds maybe kind of silly and kind of extreme, but it is one of so many little pieces that make up our day-to-day lives. And 
when we're assigning this harsh emotional attachment to a ton of little things, they add up to an overall feeling of things being hard and us not being capable of facilitating change for ourselves. It's creating a theme in our lives, if you will. So my question for you in this example, or if there's an example that's coming to your mind as you're, you're listening to this, my question for you is this, if any situation is neutral, what are you going to make it mean? What are you going to make it mean? Because creating new habits takes time and consistent practice, and they're going to be ups and downs along the way. There just are. (laughs) There's no avoiding it. But when you're in a down, are you going to make it mean that you suck and that you can't do it? Or are you going to make it mean that the thing just didn't happen the way you had planned today? And it can and will happen tomorrow or later today because we are the creators of our own realities. This is the good news. And because of that, when we're committed to something, but also flexible and kind to ourselves in the process, and that's a practice in itself, (laughs) we are far, far more likely to stick with whatever that thing is and create more progress for ourselves long-term. So all of that to say, in summation, when we're implementing change in our lives in any arena, remember these key three things. Number one, make one change at a time. Practice one thing and make it habitual, and then move on to the next one. When we try to completely change everything at once, it's hard to make all of those things sustainable at the same time. And then we're more likely to fall into the shaming and shooting. So start simple, one thing at a time and go and grow, go and grow from there. Number two, be steadfast in your goals, but flexible about how you get there. Structure is good. You know, a tree needs to be sturdy, but it also needs to be able to bend and sway in the wind or it's going to break. So be that tree, (laughs) be the tree that can flow and bend while also standing rooted and grounded. And number three, stay present with what sort of emotional meaning you're attaching to your goals and outcomes. Whether you make something mean a neutral fact or make it mean something horrible about your being and ability for change can oftentimes be the deciding factor in whether you reach your goal or not. So just take a moment in any given situation and think, what am I going to make this mean? Change is beautiful and challenging and so, so worth it. And when we go into it with the right mindset, anything is possible. So thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. I'll talk to you next week. 
Thanks so much for listening, and if you like what you've heard, it would be everything if you could subscribe and share this podcast with your loved ones and community. It is my ultimate goal to connect and spread as much healing energy as possible, and every little bit helps. So thanks again for listening. I'm forever grateful. Namaste.